Welcome to Coffee with Kendeva, a series of thought-provoking conversations about complex drug delivery. Today, we will be talking with Laura Walsh and Tim Peterson about the science of skin and the role Kendeva technologies can play. I'm your host, John Price. We are honored to have two guests today for our show. Tim Peterson is the technical manager at Kendeva Drug Delivery and Laura Walsh, also with Kendeva, as a business development manager. They have over 50 years of combined experience in the healthcare space. Today's conversation will focus on delivery of drugs to and through the skin. A two-page PDF detailing much of the discussion is available under the description to this podcast. So let's start by talking about what makes the skin an interesting area for administration of drugs. Tim, do you want to tackle this question first? Sure. Thanks, John. Uh, yeah, the skin is an interesting organ to uh, deliver drugs through. It's uh, a protective layer. Obviously, it uh, protects against dehyd- protects our body from dehydration and infection. Uh, and it turns out to be uh, you know, an excellent barrier, and it's a sometimes difficult barrier to deliver drugs through, but it offers the potential for avoiding some of the metabolism and drug de- degradation that can occur when drugs are delivered orally, for example. In the case of transdermal patches, for example, uh, that offers uh, a chance to promote patient adherence. It's a sometimes a more con- convenient dosage form for patients to use. And sometimes we have uh, a shot at improving actually both safety and efficacy. Uh, sometimes the metabolism that the drugs undergo within uh, drugs that are delivered orally can actually lead to some of the side effects associated with some of those drugs. So in some cases, it can actually be an optimal way to deliver drugs. Okay, great. Uh, Laura, Laura, as your role as as BD, do you find, um, you know, generally when you're talking to somebody, their their knowledge that skin can be a an interesting way to administer drugs, or do you have to explain that to them? Or you know, I'm kind of wondering what the 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 general education is out there to to the same question. So you know, why why the skin? I think that's a super question, John. Actually, um, I think the answer is no. Um, certainly in my experience, most companies will find a drug that they think is an interesting one and decide to deliver it via the most obvious route, which is by, by being swallowed, so taken orally. It does take a little bit of um, maybe education to suggest that particularly small molecules would pass through the skin and therefore um, work around those side effects that Tim just referred to, particularly with um, problems with um, side effects um, through the GI tract uh, and also issues with bioavailability. So not many companies initially go straight to thinking about delivering drugs through the skin. We've been doing it for many years, 50 years or more, and had many, many successes and and, and, and kind of first in terms of inventions with respect to, to delivering drugs through the skin. So um, we're very used to, to delivering drugs through the skin. Um, and um, certainly, you know, a raft of, of molecules um, that that we have either done before or can, could identify as being suitable for that type of delivery. So that that's interesting that you, you mentioned like pills going through the GI tract. So obviously, you know, you swallow a pill, it goes into your stomach. Does that mean that when you have a, a pill with the, the active pharmaceutical ingredient or the API, the drug in it, 
has to have more of the API because some of that's going to be destroyed in the, the GI tract where if you're delivering through the skin, there's potential if the you have the right molecule, you could have a, a lower dose of that molecule to, to deliver the, the same sort of efficacy. Is that the case? Uh, I guess, uh, Laura, question for you. Yeah, so yes, that could be the case. Or sometimes it may be that, um, that the tablet has to be taken with a meal, let's say. So that they, you know, the, the fact that there's food in the in the stomach would help the, the that particular drug stay longer in the stomach before passing then onto the other parts of the of the GI. In some cases, um, the instructions are to take without food because actually the, the tablet needs to pass quickly from the stomach to another part of the of the GI tract. So it is it's still a, a very tricky way to to, to deliver drugs, even though it seems the obvious way put it in a pill and swallow it. So Tim, I was going to ask with transdermal patches, I know some of those can, can stay on for, you know, not just a day, but like a week. Um, is there, you know, I'm assuming there's, there's some con- level of control with the transdermal patch delivered through the skin that you might not find with, you know, I, I certainly know they're extended release tablets, but I don't know of any that, that last for like a week. You take it once and it will s- dissolve over a week in your stomach. But I do think there are some patches that, um, you know, you can keep on for an extended period of time, you know, more than just a day that, that will deliver medication throughout that. Is that the case? Yeah, that's true. Uh, there are uh, patches that deliver, you know, the active ingredient for up to seven days. Uh, there's others that deliver, or the the, the uh, dosing schedule is twice per week, and then there are others that are once a day, or or sometimes uh, in rare ca- cases a little bit less than once a day. But yeah, that's one of the benefits of delivering drugs transdermally is it, it is a sustained release dosage form, so we can get a relatively constant input of drug over time. Whereas when you take a drug orally. There are some extended release uh, technologies associated with oral delivery, but it doesn't extend over the same period of time that that, that we can uh, with transdermal delivery. We've been talking about uh, you know delivery through the skin. It probably um, probably is a good idea to describe the basic structure of the skin and perhaps try to describe some of the layers of the skin and the the thickness of each layer. And most people think, well, it's, you know, it's my skin, Um, but there's a lot going on, you know, in those layers. Tim, do you want to take a shot at maybe describing those layers for me? So uh, sort of at a high level, most people think about skin as being composed of kind of three layers, one being the epidermis, that's the outermost layer. The thicker layer underneath that is called the dermis. And then underneath that is a subcutaneous fat layer. Within the epidermis, there are actually several levels within that. The the outermost layer of that is the stratum corneum, and that's uh, a very, very thin layer of of basically dead skin cells. We're constantly creating new skin cells and sloughing them off over time. And the stratum corneum provides a lot of that protective features that we were talking about earlier, you know, protection from water loss, protection from infection, that sort of thing. Uh, but it also provides a high barrier to drug delivery. So uh, it's also what makes it difficult to deliver drugs through the skin. So it provides a challenge for transdermal delivery. You know, the epidermis itself is, you know, 
even going deeper than the stratum corneum is is very thin. Overall, it's no thicker than a sheet of paper. So, you know, a lot of uh, highly necessary functions for the body present in a, you know, that very thin layer that covers our entire body. Laura, now I, I know that Kandeva offers several technologies for delivery of drugs to and through the skin. Um, there's a passive transdermal products such as drug and adhesive patches, as well as active transdermal products such as solid and hollow microneedles. Um, describe to me some of the differences between these delivery platforms and, and why someone might choose one route of administration over another. Maybe we go back to Tim's um, description there of the stratum corneum, because essentially that, um, I guess, differentiates or, or allows us to take different pathways when, it, when we think about delivering drugs through the skin so um for for decades um we've been developing products that um will allow drugs to pass through the skin so through that stratum corneum but they uh, move through the stratum corneum in in a sort of a passive way so they're they're only a a certain size and certain other characteristics of that molecule mean that they will just naturally pass through that barrier Um, going back decade or more ago there was a realization that delivering drugs through the skin was a super way to deliver medications and work around that that GI issue that we talked about so larger molecules for example such as macromolecules peptides proteins and even vaccines could be delivered through the skin but maybe would need some assistance to pass that stratum corneum so hence uh, we developed a, a, a series of or a platform of microneedles so we have two types of microneedle one is um, a solid microneedle which delivers drugs to the epidermis and drug is coated onto the very tips of those needles um, applied through the stratum corneum and delivers those to the epidermis and then we have another series of um, microneedles which are hollow so hollow microneedle um that would deliver and do deliver liquid formulations up to two millilitres per dose, which is a huge dose to be delivered intradermally. Essentially, we broaden the the horizon or we, we widen the um, scope for delivery of molecules through the skin from small molecules and the passive patch to much larger molecules with the assistance of microneedles into protease peptides antibodies. Tim, anything to add to that? Yeah, just one other thing uh, regarding the the microneedle systems and, and also the structure of the skin. So within the skin itself, there are there are immune responsive cells that are like longer on cells that can actually in- initiate an immune response. So it's a great target for delivery of vaccines as well. And that's one of the areas that uh, our microneedle platform can access. Now, we are at- attaching uh, the, the Science of Skin brochure to, to this podcast. It, it, it'll be available. But I, I see on there that we've got a new product um, we are currently developing, uh, the, the gel patch. Um, describe to me how this works and how it's different than a traditional transdermal patch. Tim, why don't you give a shot at that? Sure. This is a technology that it's basically applied like a gel. Uh, there's an applicator that allows the gel to be applied at a certain thickness and over uh, you know, a defined surface area. And then within a period of a couple of minutes, that gel material dries to a film, uh, basically forms a 
something close to a transdermal patch in place. It can be worn up to up to a week like other patches and then removed intact like like a transdermal patch. So it has very good adhesion to unusual areas of the skin like joints and irregular surfaces and also has the ability to be applied to wound areas as well. So it's we look at it as uh, you know a very nice addition to our tra- transdermal portfolio, you know, potentially accesses some some therapies that our current technologies don't address. Uh, Laura, anything to add to that about uh, gel patch? Well, you mentioned before that I'm a business development person and I am exceptionally excited about this gel patch technology because, you know, I've spoken to customers over the years who understand how, you know, super transdermal patch can be, but then have patients who have issues with, you know, the parts of the body that don't really lend themselves to attaching patches or plasters or indeed anything that is relatively rigid. So, you know, you think about a patient who might have issues with painful diabetic neuropathy, so issues with pain in the ankles or, or, you know, patients who have issues with sore knuckles. You know, so this is because it's flexible, it's waterproof, it creates a barrier maybe for for somebody who has a, a skin complaint that they may be embarrassed about. So I think in terms of the patient experience, I think in terms of being able to deliver drugs to parts of the body that are non-uniform, it presents itself with a real, it's a game changer in my opinion. Cool. I, I look forward to to hearing more more about the this new product. Uh, with that in mind, you know, I know some of these delivery technologies have been around for years, while others like the gel patch are brand new. Give me an idea of where these different delivery platforms are in terms of development and commercialization. Uh, Laura, why don't you tackle that one first? Yes. Yeah, so this is really exciting. So for the solid system, so um, we are. Um, oh, it's, a year has gone by. So this time last year, we entered a phase three uh, with Radius Healthcare. So that's in the public domain. Look that up and read that if you'd like to. And on the, you know, alongside that and in parallel to that, um, we've been scaling up for, for some time to commercialise that platform. Um, you look around, you cast your eyes around to other microneedle companies and, the, you know, many have advantages and disadvantages, don't we all? But I think where we are particularly outstanding is our um, manufacturing capabilities and um, we are, I think, uh, best in class when it comes to scalability um, for this type of tricky technology. And then thinking about the hollow microneedle system. So this is the system for inject, you know, injecting liquids. Uh, we have been in the clinic with partners for a cancer immunotherapy program. So they've gone super well. They're, you know, that's very exciting and intriguing. And indeed, uh, we are in phase one with the um, hollow microneedle uh, technology. So just a. Uh... Brief clarification, I think you said the solid microneedle this time last year. It was actually 2019, so this time two years ago, um, we, we went into the, the, the trials there. So, uh, Tim, maybe with the gel patch, I know that's brand new, um, and you know his, we're, we're really just, just coming out with that. But I'm guessing from a technical standpoint, there's a number of things we, we, we test and, and get ready for before that. Maybe talk to me a little bit about what some of the work we've, we've done with gel patch um, to date. Yeah, uh, 
I think one of the things we do with all of our transdermal drugs are we, we assess delivery on an in vitro basis. So we've looked at delivery of actives from the gel patch technology on an in vitro basis. Uh, we've done that with uh, a number of molecules. Uh, with that plant platform, we've also uh, you know, done some work to evaluate the safety and tolerability. We've done some clinical work uh, without the active present. So although I'd still consider this in preclinical stage, it, it, uh, it is ready to, uh, to move forward with new actives that our partners may consider for this platform and move quickly into the clinic. Laura, what, what do you see as maybe the important applications for, for some of this gel patch technology? I think there are, I think there are multiple um, applications. So, uh, you know, at the moment, we do see a, a great link for dermatology. So, you know, diseases of the skin rather than perhaps delivering drugs through the skin. So psoriasis, eczema, you know, particularly because these types of complaints, let's call them, are never uniform. You know, psoriasis can be of different depths, different shapes. It can be, you know, on the hands. It can be, you know, pretty much anywhere on the body. We also think wound care um, it could be an interesting area because, and Tim can help uh, here, we have looked at uh, it's uh, the gel patch applicability for intact and non-intact skin. So wound care, again, could be a really interesting area, particularly because an API would be incorporated. That could be, again, another game changer scenario. Great. Tim, anything to add on that? Yeah, I think Laura brings up a great point. Uh, you know, one thing in dermatologics and also in the wound care area, one aspect of the transdermal gel patch is that it provides protection of the site as well. So some of those conditions, uh, you know, patients may, you know, feel an urge to itch, for example, or, or just you want to protect the site. And with the gel patch technology, it's possible to do that. Moving on, what are some of, so um, Laura, this is really for, for you here. What are some of the factors that the drug manufacturers should consider when selecting a CDMO or a contract development manufacturing organization? And how does Condeva uh, stand apart from other CDMOs? I, if I would, you know, kind of put my finger on exactly why, I think the experience, well, no, the experience that we have within the organization is superior um, to other CDMOs, we focus with laser precision on two areas, which is delivering drugs to the lung and to the nose, but also through the skin. So we, that's where we operate. We don't operate in any other areas. We're experts there. We have people within the organisation who have, you know, decades of knowledge and experience to bring to bear. We'd love to solve problems, bring us a problem. That's where we are at our best. And uh, I think compared to other CDMOs who maybe spread themselves more widely, perhaps thinner, come to us. We know exactly what we're doing in those two areas. And we've got a track record that, that proves that to be so. Yeah, uh, Tim, anything to add? I know um, we've talked about this before on some of the other podcasts, but Kandeva is, you know, a new name in the industry, but we're certainly, we, we've got a, a, a track rec record that goes back 
50 plus years and we've got people with experience um, decades back. So you do you want to talk about that maybe a little bit in your role? Yeah, sure. We, we are fortunate to have many, many people within our organization that have a long history of working in drug delivery and in products for delivery of drugs through skin. You know, we have a heritage through back through 3M. Um, before we were at Condeva and uh, even going back before that uh, with Riker Laboratories and, you know, early work on inhalation products. So we've been present in the transdermal business since its inception. So we worked with some of the companies that were, uh, you know, the very first transdermal products. And we went on to develop our own formulation and manufacturing capabilities for for transdermal products so a really strong background in in the transdermal area and we continue to build on it all the time um this this last question here is actually going to be for both of you but let's start with laura within the the timeline of of a company's development when is the ideal time for them to start working with a cdmo and and why the earlier the better and that's because The way we work is we have, due to our experience, but also some proprietary uh, models, empirical models that we we have within the organisation, we can fairly quickly say to an organisation whether, you know, that a molecule will or will not be suitable for delivery through the skin or indeed we've spoken about the lungs, we're here to talk about the skin, but, you know, we can very rapidly say this is a candidate, this is on the edge but we we should give it a go or this is not going to work and we like to get there quickly that's the way we operate so the sooner um an organization comes to us the better we can always bridge later down the line in development and and indeed we have done that and do do that in, in different phases of development but it's almost certainly better to identify the best route of administration as early as possible that makes sense, Tim. Uh, I'm assuming you you'd agree with that. Anything to add? Yeah, I mean, we. Uh, I, I think uh, I would agree with what Laura said. You know, it's nice to work with companies, and we have worked with a lot of companies that have new drugs that um, they see an opportunity in transdermal delivery, and we've worked on a number of new chemical entities, and that's sort of on the front end of development. But we do you know, offer our manufacturing services, for example, to, to companies that might be looking for a manufacturer of an existing product. Uh, and we, you know, operate in the full continuum between those two things. So uh, we see partners come to us that may have developed their own formulation and need to go through the rest of the development process. And we scale those products up for them, you know, just Basically, we can work with companies wherever they're at within the development continuum. Um, I really appreciate both your time today. I appreciate the insights into the science of skin. As I mentioned earlier, that uh, brochure will be available in the, uh, the, the description to this podcast. Thank you both very much for your time. Thank you, John. Thanks, Laura. It's been great. Thanks. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, John. Thank you for listening to Coffee with Condeva, a series of thought-provoking conversations about complex drug delivery. Join us next time as we continue the journey into the fascinating world of Condeva drug delivery.